Hey, real quick, we just want to let everybody know that you are not alone. Both of us have had our battles with our own mental health. I'm an anxious person, highly anxious. Yeah. And I don't live in the past much at all, but it's always worried about the future. Mm. Always, if this happens, then that could happen, then that could happen, then that could happen, and oh my gosh, everything's going to fall apart. Because here's the thing, friends. If something is bothering you and you know it's time to deal with it, talking to a pro is so incredibly helpful. It's one of the reasons we are so proud to have this podcast sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. To get started, you simply answer a couple of questions about your needs and preferences in therapy, and you can schedule these sessions when it's convenient for you, and you can always switch to a new therapist if you don't find the fit right away. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you would expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash I needed that. That's betterhelp.com slash I needed that. You'll also find this link in the show notes of today's episode. Hey, what's up? It's me, Chris Powell. And before we start the podcast, I got a question for you. Do you want to start a healthy habit? Do you want to feel great for the rest of the day? And do you want to do all of that in less than three minutes? I'm on a mission to move 1 million people every single day with my nonprofit and app called Move 1 Million. It's fast, easy, fun, and you'll feel great for the rest of the day. Oh, and the best part, it's 100% free. You can find us at m1m.org or search M1M on the Google Play Store or on the App Store. And he looks right at me and he says, Matthew, you are a transitional character in your lineage. And that is why I do what I do. Hi there, my name is Matthew Blades, podcast host and motivational speaker. And I love keynoting and putting on workshops to help people understand the value of self-care. Because there are people in this room that feel broken, but you're not. There is nothing wrong with you. Just like there was nothing wrong with me. I just needed to step into my life's purpose more. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Let's do this together. Head on over to learnfrompeoplewholivedit.com. Now, let's get to today's podcast. What's up, friends? Welcome to our I Needed That podcast. My name is Matthew Blades. And I'm Chris Powell. Well, we have a packed show coming up today, bro. It's a fun one, though. We are covering a lot. We've got Would You Rather. We've got Name That Tune. We're going to talk about pet peeves. We're going to talk about road rage. We're going to talk about, (laughs) is it more important to be right than kind? Uh, We're going to talk about OnlyFans. We are going to talk about a number of things today on this podcast. I can't wait to jump off and get going. I'm ready. Are you ready? I am. Before we start, hold on. Before we start, turn the music down just a little bit. Before we start. I learned the most random thing about you, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I learned that when your show was on TV, Extreme Makeover, The Weight Loss Edition, yes, one of the countries that it was the biggest on or in <laughs> yes. was Slovakia. Yes. True or false? Very true. In fact, I was actually going to have a shirt made that says, I'm big in Slovakia. You have to do it. And then I'll get one that says, I'm tall in Slovakia. Uh, I love that Bro, idea. You're tall everywhere. I am tall. But you're big everywhere. That's my point. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't big know about everywhere. that. What, they got a lot of muscly people in Slovakia? No, no, no. I, like, okay. you know the whole concept. Like, I'm, have you ever seen I those shows? Like, I'm big yeah. in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, I don't know. I don't know. I'm certainly not the tallest in Slovakia. They, they got some tall... 
Some tall women, I'll tell you that. What if you said best chest in Slovakia? <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? That would I be mean, good. I can now. I couldn't I couldn't when I was going yeah. before. Have you ever been to Slovakia? Yeah. Three times. Really? Yes. What do you do in Slovakia? Oddly enough, so my show was one of the biggest shows in the country. And so they flown me out a handful of times. They actually did a remake of my show. So they, they showed both our version in subtitles, and then they did their own version. So I've been a guest on their show multiple times. That's cool, with their, man. their lead trainer, Maroš, Maroš Molnar. How great, great is this? Guy. And just the, the nicest Hardest working people you've ever met in your life. It was amazing. Slovakia of all places, right? Uh, I'm yeah. watching a show right now that's got some subtitles about the the rescue. Those Thai the Thai soccer boys. Have you I watched would, it? No, I was having this conversation with Ruby, my eight year old oh. daughter, just the other day. You got to watch and she it. She was telling me, and I was like, "How do you know?" I remember it all over the news, but. I was actually saying that's one of my biggest fears in the world Dude. is being trapped in, in water. a cave in, with rising water. Are you kidding? I can't think. We were actually, it's a morbid conversation, but I was talking with my kids about the worst ways to go. And that was my, that was, I think that was my number one. They actually have, if I'm not, unless something's changed, I had heard from a doctor in a previous life that drowning is the most painful way to die followed by burning. Because there's something about the water going into the lungs that's really painful. Get out. So you, I was hoping it would be peaceful. So like <laughs> that's not good like news. You have a valid fear there. Oh man. Okay. Because well, now that, I put that in that your ear. Even more, that, that makes it even more terrifying. <laughs> I thought burning would be way worse, dude. It seems like it would be, but potentially maybe the brain does something in oh, that case where it shuts well. down. If I'm sipping on some water and it goes down the wrong pipe, it's a, that's a, probably the most miserable five minutes of my life, right? Just trying to hack that thing up. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, that's the epitome of it right there. Right? Holy smokes, man. That's funny. <laughs> Dude, but you know what I'm talking I about. I do know what you're talking about. And my eyes are watering and I'm hacking up, you know, hacking up half my lung right there oh. just, just because a couple drops went down the wrong pipe. Right. You would not handle fire. Yeah, there's a lot. It just sounds awful. And I'll tell you, I was uh, when early on in my, I guess it was about 28, 27, 28. I I was a volunteer at the Kansas City Children's Hospital and I worked in the burn unit. Oh, wow. And so I would once a week, I would go room to room in all of these burn units where kids were kind of long term stays because of what had happened to them. We would play wow. board games or read books to them or play yeah, video games or something awesome. like that. It was awesome. Yeah, it was super cool. Great. But uh the 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 procedures they had to have were so oh. painful that um I mean it's my biggest fear. I couldn't imagine. Right? All right, let's yeah, get off no. this subject. No, I know. Right. Um, well. there's, there's something I wanted to ask you about today, and I want to get your take on it. I saw an article the other day. It said 30% tips, period. <sighs> and then so I clicked on it, and I was like, well, what, what is this about? And they say, the article goes on, it says, tipping has always been controversial, polarizing, but it's relevant once again because the trend is to tip a higher percentage now. You know, you've, we've all kind of seen on Instagram, Facebook, social media, TikTok, right? Like people do these things where they leave 50% of the bill or they leave 100% of the bill. You've right, seen these. Right. So now we're starting to morph into a culture where people are saying, well, maybe 20% isn't enough. Maybe we need to give 30%. I waited tables for two years at Kona Grill, actually. Really? <laughs> I love yes, Kona Grill. Right? They have incredible sushi. Dude, I was at the original Kona Grill right here in Scottsdale and I waited tables there for two years. So like, oh, I'll tell you <laughs> Straight up, coming from the service industry, yeah. a, a nice tip is greatly appreciated because I was making like a buck fifty an hour, and you live off your tips, right? The, but here's here's a question though: 
So is it because of all these trending social media things? Because now we're also looking at the tiniest sliver of the tip of the spear of social media influencers who are making a gazillion dollars. And they go out and do this for a post. And they go and do this because they're getting such a massive return on the back end so they can do that while the cameras are rolling. Are they really doing it when the cameras aren't rolling and they go to a restaurant? It's like, and so they're setting, is it, I mean, first of all, to become an actual social media influencer I mean, that, that's, it's a, it's a monumental feat that all these kids have dreamed. They're like, Oh, I'm just going to be a, an influencer. Really? I mean, it's, it's like the dream of going, I'm just going to play in the NFL. Well, that's Good a luck. small, that's a sliver of a, yeah, <laughs> there's a very small select few. Listen, games goes so. on to say like, listen, like food costs more everywhere you go. Food's costing more. I saw a trend on, uh, what was it? TikTok yesterday. They were talking about how fast food you can't walk out of a fast food restaurant anymore for less than 40 bucks. If you if you're feeding a family four, yeah. that that's feasible. Yeah, I mean now now you're getting up to regular rest like sit down restaurant prices, it's, <laughs> which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Like places like Subway, places like McDonald's, it's it's literally gotten to almost ten, eleven bucks a meal. Yeah, I believe it. Which is nuts. I know it. And I know as if we needed another reason to stop going, but you don't have to tip there. <laughs> so, this is a good point. <laughs> So right. at least it'll save you another 30% now. Yeah, so. I love that. I love that. Um, all right, we're going to rip through a couple of fun things here today, uh, if you're up for it. Yeah, let's go, buddy. Okay, this By is the way, yeah. I love that. This is a fun roster today. We, we got some good stuff. Okay, this cool. Awesome. I'm having a good time, too. Yeah. I'm having a good time, too. So this next segment is called Your Next Move. Okay? All right, yeah. It's called Your Next Move. Okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a scenario, and then at the end, I'm going to say, what's your next move? Okay. Okay? You're at Costco. And there's a big, long line. You know how it is whenever you buy all your stuff at Costco, you have to show your receipt. Sam's Club, same way. You have to show your receipt to the people and they kind of check it off, right? Uh, There's maybe eight or nine people deep. And all of a sudden, this guy walks up and he's only got two things in his hand. He walks, he cuts the entire line. He cuts you, he cuts the right of the front. He just says kind of out loud, hey guys, sorry, I'm in a hurry. And I just have a couple of things. What's your next move? Okay. So, so for me, it really depends on how they ask and how appreciative they are for letting them go. So if they just walk in there, like they're entitled, Hey, sorry guys, I I just, I just need to take care of this real quick. (sighs) The agreeable part of me, I've let that go a lot, a lot, but a couple of times in my life, I, I, I've actually said, oh, hey, the, the lines actually starts back here, you know, but behind that lady right there, you know, like I've, I've, I've let people know that before. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, the line's right over here. You know, almost like give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, like, oh, I'm so sorry. You probably didn't realize that there's a whole line here. Like, and I, I'm always very, very respectful. You know, I know this is your first time at Costco. Yeah. Ass. <laughs> right. But, yeah, exactly. So so that's me personally. Um, but if, if so, like I've had this happen so many times in an airport, you know, like we're waiting in security and, oh my gosh, my flight's about to leave. Is it okay if I cut in front of you? Of course. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Or like the lady behind me, she's got a basket and just like two things in it at the, at the grocery store. She's like, I'm so sorry. Is there any way I might be able to, especially when I've got, you know, $200 worth of groceries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, please go ahead. Of course. If they're kind about it, great. But if they're kind of being a dick, you're out. <laughs> and I'm like, you're going to ah. remind them of where the line is in the most respectful kind yeah. of way. And then we'll just see where it goes from there. You but, and I are hundred percent. I was about to ask hundred percent. I would, I would let it go at almost every turn. I used to maybe get worked up about those things earlier on in my life, but I see no value in it. The older I get, uh, it's kind of like how I drive now. If somebody's on my ass, I just get out of their way. Go ahead, buddy. Like yeah. I don't want, I don't need to go 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Down the high, like maybe 85, 90. Like I have a truck. 
Yeah. You know, I don't have a sports car. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a Tesla. If I had a Tesla yeah, or some right. sports car, I probably want to go 90 miles an hour. Um, but I, I, I mean, with the truck, like, I don't, I don't want to go that fast. So I just move over and I let it go. There's so much fuel in that thing anyway, so. Speaking of trucks and oh speeding, pet peeves are um, one of those things that a lot of people lock onto. And it made me think about it because of what I just mentioned. Now, I will say I'm seemingly never the guy who drives in the left lane because I'm trying not to irritate this guy. (laughs) But what are some of your pet peeves? And I've got a list of a few things that made kind of the top five if we were on Family Feud. Okay. If we're on the road, speaking of driving. So I I do like to drive in the left hand lane for sure. And I'm not extremely aggressive, but I'll just get into flow when I, I like to go. And, and whenever someone's going slow in the left-hand lane, that really does bother me. I think we have to define slow because I have, so we live here in Arizona and we have a couple of highways here. There's, a, but the 101 is the one that I consider to be the, the, the absolute craziest. Yeah. These friggin' people think they're on the autobound in. Mm-hmm. And so I have literally been in the left lane going 90 miles an hour. Yeah. And somebody, it's still not fast enough for yeah. somebody. So what's the... Is it just, do you have a number? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. For me, it's just the flow. And typically I'll usually stop around 79 to 80. So I'm I'm not, I don't get too crazy. Again, and and however, if there's cars behind me and there's no cars in front of me, I will pull over and let them all fly by. Yeah, for sure. sure. Um, But, but yeah, it's, it, it, by the way, the 101 is insane. I did find myself, and this is just ridiculous, but, and I'm too old for it, but I did find myself on the 101 and I was behind a slow car <laughs> and I found myself darting through traffic. I literally dove over like three lanes and I dove back just to pull in front of them. Just to uh, kind of let just, them know. Just <laughs> let I had a know. couple of assholes yeah. do that to me a few weeks ago, man. Oh and not that I'm calling you an asshole. They were aggressive about it. It was totally an asshole move. And I'm sorry. I'm, t- I'm telling on myself oh, you, right did now. Did you really guys. like cut them off bad? Not terribly, but just to let them know like, hey, you're in the lane that should be going faster. And guys, it was just one of those moments for me. And it's not, this is not like me at all. And maybe it was, but there's probably, there's a lot of other stuff going on in my life at the time. And I was just stressed. And I'm like, this is the last thing I can deal with right now. Some of the other stuff that makes the list is that when people make that sucking noise with a straw and they're seemingly (laughs) not grabbing anything from it, um, people that interrupt you while you're telling a story is a huge one for me. Drivers who won't turn right on red. But listen, if it says no right turn on red, I'm going to obey the law. I Same. I if, if it says it on the sign, I'm following the rules. I'm a rule yeah. follower. <laughs> Me too. When, when drivers bring their uh, car to the wrong side of the gas pump, <laughs> it's just funny for them, isn't it? I don't know. Yes, I was going to say. Did, uh, by the way, did you know this? Hold on. Did you know this? If you actually, in your car, it will tell you exactly where the gas flap is, right? Of course. It has a little picture of the pump, and there's an arrow that either points to whichever direction you fill that thing up. Here's another one that makes a list, uh, and this could be a nice conversation. When you genuinely ask somebody what's wrong, because obviously something's wrong, oh. and they respond with, Nothing. <laughs> I like how you did that. By the way, that was very realistic. So if you're in a relationship, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you get that one a lot. Nothing. <laughs> right. Okay, something. Right, for sure, for sure. Then it's time to do some digging, man. You I think mean, so? Well, they want you to. And so a lot of times my response to that would be like, what is it that you want me to know? Mm, I like that. That's exact. And, and let me tell you, sometimes, and it's, it's, if, if you approach it genuinely, be like, okay, please 
just tell me what, like, what is it that you want me to know? I'm here. Mm. And, and a lot of times that it really helps, of course. you know? Yeah. And so it, that can open up communication right there. But I know exactly what you're talking about. I haven't had, I haven't gotten that response in a couple of years now because <laughs> I'm single. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. But is anybody asking you, are you are, and you are, are you answering that way? All right. You know, it's funny, especially with my team now. No, they're like, you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I'm overwhelmed. We need to vent. <laughs> exactly. We need to vent. I, I just let it all out now. You do? Yeah, good. for sure. Which is really good. Yeah. Very cathartic for me. So Here's an okay. interesting, go, you want to ask me a question? Go ahead. Okay. What other pet, fee- pet peeves do you have? Oh, man. I am really bothered by just things this is going to sound very silly. I'm really bothered by people who won't be kind to others. Oh, like I'm really, really bothered by, um, folks who like are just angry for the sake of being angry. Um, I'm really bothered by, you know, people who are just like out there existing in this world, coexisting in this world and doing it in a way that's hurtful. Yeah. And I know it sounds like such a, friggin' kumbaya answer, but that is literally the stuff that drives me the most crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That will elicit an actual anger response from me. Me too. When I see someone being disrespectful to someone else who doesn't deserve it. Yeah. That's, that gets me absolutely angry. And this situation, uh, I won't go into specifics, right? but, um, there's a new kid who's come back on the team after kind of announcing that he didn't want to be on the team. Right. And, and he didn't want to be on the team because of some things that had happened to him the the year previous. Mm. Now he's back. He's getting a little bit of crap from some people and the people that brought him up. I said, hold on a second. If, if you had been that kid and your teammates had been bagging on you, you might've wanted to leave too. Sure, sure. So now he's back, which A, takes an incredible amount of courage. And then B, how about you respect that and try to try to bridge the gap, right? Like I can't stand it when kids want to, or anybody, adults for that matter too, want to smear mud. It's not my jam. What good could it possibly do? Like what step toward positivity could that ever happen? Like you think you're going to make a better team that way? No, not even close. No, all it's going to do is further tear things apart. But I don't think I don't think a lot of people think that far ahead. They're just it's just a very reactive kind of situation. And at the same time, I'm not making excuses for them at all by any stretch of the imagination. But I just I think people don't think more important to be right or kind. That's oh, kind. Yeah, a hundred. I mean, that's just that's exactly what it is. And yeah. I think you just nailed it. That's what it is for almost everybody. Yeah. It's like, how important is it to be right in this moment? I, I know you want to be. I know mm. you want to be validated. Mm-hmm. But I actually want you to go to therapy to find out why you think you need to be validated first. <laughs> right. And then you can let go of that reason. Like, yeah. isn't that the truth? Ab- right? Absolutely. Oh, because it's exhausting <laughs> dealing with all your stuff until you go work on it, friend. Oh, I know. And that's but, the reason to go work on it is that just everybody around you benefits too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But just the act of being disrespectful is so toxic yeah. to that individual, but also to everyone else who's privy to that, who, who's, who's, who's even in the area. Like you just like that will destroy so many interpersonal relationships. Disrespect. This uh, Friday, I'm going to go speak at a school and talk about this very thing. Mm. And there's actually a lot of science out now about it. And what they're determining is that for every incident where somebody's a jerk to somebody, there's four people. It's called the bystander effect. There's four people standing by watching, doing absolutely nothing. 
Okay. Oh, wow. yeah. And then, okay, so then you have the two people that have the interaction together. You have like the the, the victimizer, the bully, right. and then the, the the victim, the innocent person here, right? <clears throat> so we used to think that uh, the, the the person who was the bullied had the biggest ramifications of the whole thing. Mm. And actually, we're learning now that it's the bully who mm. oftentimes is more depressive, more anxious, more suicidal later in life. Yes. Isn't that fascinating? That makes sense. And, and I only bring that up because I, you know, it's what we're talking about. It's like, if you're going to be a jerk to somebody, just know that that's going to hurt you worse in the long run. Yes. That person's probably going to recover. That person's probably going to have a few people that notice that crappy situation. And we're an underdog world. We love the underdog. Some yeah. people love the underdog and yeah. they will go to war for the underdog. Absolutely. Piggybacking on that. I can't tell you how many folks I've worked with through the journey of transformation who were actually, I've worked with a lot of people that were victims, but I also worked with a lot of people that were perpetrators Mm. and the guilt that they carried, they turned around and they numbed themselves with, in in my world, with food, you know, whether, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever, whatever that might be, but obviously in my world, it was food and it was people that carried guilt from doing terrible things to other people. So let me ask you, when you're working on somebody in their transformation and maybe they're using food to fix their feelings, Mm. but maybe they got a couple other things too. Maybe they're addicted to food, then they're addicted to sex, and then they also drink. Do you have a protocol that you like to tackle? Uh, Well, so fortunately, um, all the work that I've done, especially like through the show, we we were working with, with therapists. Right. With psychologists and psychiatrists. And so we would actually let them, we would come together and they would help us strategize the best approach. For sure. And so, but the thing is, it's, it's one of those things where, and, and this is something I've heard them say a lot. You cannot, you cannot just remove an addiction because it creates a vacuum and something very quickly will be, will mm, fall into that that's place. Good point. That's a good point. Absolutely. That they're, they're going to use. And, and it's, it's highly likely that that could be a more destructive behavior. So it's, it's more than anything. I, the, the approach that I saw these psychologists take was explaining to people how their mind worked. Mm, and the more people, great. it's a cool, it's the coolest thing in the world. And I saw them do this with eating disorders, which is a, the, that's a very intricate and complex neurological situation where you have wired your, your reward systems in a very specific way that's extremely destructive. But at the same time, um, and they found that the more that people understood themselves, the more they could control their addictive behaviors. 100%. It's the coolest thing. I mean, it's just like, I can't think of a better, greater way to empower somebody than be like, oh, well, this is when you experience this, this is what your mind is thinking. Like when you actually deprive yourself, like for say someone who is, who's anorexic, when you understand that when you're actually depriving yourself, you're experiencing a reward from the deprivation and from the restriction. And so you're getting a dopamine release while you're going through this. And it's just like, Oh, so then they start to understand that side of their behavior. Again, this is, I'm out of this. This is out of my scope of practice, Right. but it's amazing just <clears throat> observing and, and seeing like the, the analysis of some of these individuals and what, and, and then of course you see that once they start to understand the behavior, they can control it. Let me get your take on this, man. This is uh, have you heard of OnlyFans? <laughs> I have. Do you know, what do you know about it? I've never, I swear, I swear, I've never seen it. I, I haven't either. I've okay, never gone okay. online to check it out. 
So, um, yeah. So I heard about it. Obviously, in the whole social media influencer space, I, you know, it's like I guess people can set up an OnlyFans account. They can get a little bit more risque, if you will, and people pay a subscription. You know, there's like just there were some jokes that are out there with the teams telling me to set up an OnlyFans account. <laughs> They're like, hey, if you start really start hurting for money, just set up an OnlyFans account. and a cameo like, account. Oh, we're yeah. gonna need all of them. Right, right, exactly. But that's that's all I know about it. I don't know a lot of the details. But I've seen social media. I've seen people on on social. They're like, hey, hit me up on my OnlyFans. Yeah. I'm like. So it's like okay. everything. It's every kind of fetish you could imagine. Uh, we used to. I used to work with the guy who had an OnlyFans account for feet, and so he. I got a, I got a story for you about this. You, you go first. People okay. would send him pictures of feet. He would put these pictures online, and people would go nuts for it. Um, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I wonder what you would do in this case. You ready? <laughs> okay. 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 So, um, one, one of my buddies, yeah, is. He's kind of going through a little bit of a financial hardship right now. They both kind of like have, you know, decent jobs and money's a little tight right now. And she's got a girlfriend at her office who has an OnlyFans account and she's making $20,000 a month on this OnlyFans account. That's insane. Okay. I might just start. (laughs) Hold on. 20,000 a month. Yeah. That sounds good. (laughs) It does sound pretty good, doesn't it? For feet. And she, um, she approached my friend and she said, honey. I think we should do this. And she's a beautiful woman. And Wait, she both of them or just her? Just her. Oh. Okay. And and so I don't know exactly what they would do. It would be probably sexual in nature. Sure. Okay. She's either showing something. Right. Because here's a big thing on the OnlyFans account <clears throat> is uh <laughs> and for people that haven't heard this before, this is gonna be a little shocking. But one of the things that I hear consistently about OnlyFans is girls will try on panties and then guys will say, Send them to me after you've tried them on. Okay. $20,000 a month. <laughs> and so I think she's thinking about doing something along those lines where she tries on a bra or she puts on a pair of underwear and Got then it. she sends it to the friggin' creep food. <laughs> okay. Who wants this? Okay. Uh, I know. You're, what are you thinking right now? Oh, I, okay. I'm, I'm coming at it from his perspective and I'm thinking, okay, this is my wife. So like I'm a traditional kind of guy. Yeah, I get it. And it's like I protect, I think... You know, intimacy in a relationship is very important. It should be protected. But I also I also don't want to impose my values on anyone else because different strokes for different folks. And I am 100% okay. As long as he's okay with that and she's okay with that, that's their relationship. That's her body. As long the, the biggest thing is I would say, and again, this is me not just not knowing the entire situation. Be careful because sometimes that can be a slippery slope. You know, it's like, oh, it's just OnlyFans. I don't know. They won't show my face. And that's it's, what you suggest. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so like, um, you know, and, but the thing is when the money starts coming in, it, then it's like, okay, well then now they're asking, oh, if, if I do show my face, I can get more. If I do this, then I can get more. And I just, I just think it can be a really dangerous slippery slope. That's my thoughts. It makes a lot of sense. What are, I had quite thoughts? considered that. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm kind of the older I get, the more untraditional I become. Yeah. And I think if Nicola came to me and she was like, "Hey, I want to do this thing where I try bras on and I send them to guys," at first I'm going to be like, "That's so weird." Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? That's <laughs> right. like like not okay. Yeah. But it doesn't always have to be, uh, you know, 
boobs and underwear. Could be hands, could be feet, could be tummies, could be ass, could be legs. Like, there's all kinds of fetishes out there. Eye fetishes. Really? Oh, yeah. How about biceps? Maybe Dude, just you could <laughs> literally kidding. set up an OnlyFans account where all you did was flex in a bikini and probably make a killing. Please, Dude, if Chris this, Powell's team, can if, we get this going? If this transformation thing doesn't work out, you know where to find me now. You should totally so, set it up and just do abs. So I got a story for you. No joke. True story. Three weeks ago, um, the sink got stopped up and it was just, it, it wasn't pouring like it normally was. It was just dripping. So called a plumber. Plumber comes out. He's like, dude, no problem. I mean, this, he was the most knowledgeable plumber I've ever had in my life. He's like, check this out. So he like fixes the faucet and he's like, you know what? While I'm here, let me check out a few other things. And literally giving the, the, giving me the full rundown of exactly how the whole plumbing system in my house works. And I was just like, I was like, man, you are so good at this. He's like, yeah, I always thought about doing my own thing, but he's like, you know, what's crazy is that I, um, I actually started an out of the blue, he's like, I started an OnlyFans account. And I was like, for plumbing? He's like, no, for my feet. I really like getting pedicures and everything. So I just started taking all these pictures. And I'm like, literally, it went from all plumbing into I have an OnlyFans account for my feet because I like to get pedicures and paint my nails and everything. And I was just like, this conversation just went left really fast out of the wow. blue. And I'm like, okay, bro, that's cool. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I why found- not? Right, dude. Probably the most talented plumber I've ever met in my entire life. And he's just, he's also a foot model. He's killing it on OnlyFans for his feet. And I was like, well, I'll be damned good for him. The guy's hustling. That's interesting. It was it Listen, totally threw me. For we are in a new world now and we live, I'm learning this. It, what's a gig economy where you have separate gigs. No, but like the traditional one salary is kind of going to go by the wayside. And already as I put back my career, it looks like that's what's going to happen for me. Yeah. Let's see, there's going to be a pool of money coming in from here, pool of money coming in from here, pool of money coming in from here. I mean, you've probably been living that life for a long time with all your products. Sure. Sure. And, and that's, that's just it. You have to diversify. You, yeah. you, you have to, because of the, if you're, if everything's coming from one place, and especially in this economy, I'm sure a lot of people are feeling this right now. If, if that opportunity goes away, you're in a lot of trouble. Tell me what you know. Yeah. Tell me what you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, I'm working on rev- like more revenue streams right now. I'm working on it. I love it. it. Um, let's talk about this. There's uh, all these great phrases that we have in life, right? Uh, you mentioned one that you use all the time, which is skin the cat. Yeah. And it's just like, I always say, dude, there's a thousand ways to skin the cat here. But I have no idea what that means. Well, I, I know what the intention of it is, but I don't know where it came from. Right. And so we, we actually started getting into this conversation a little bit earlier. Like, where do these sayings come from? I don't know exactly where that one, but we could speculate that it has to do with, you know, old school trapping of cats, skinning them. The, using their furs. <laughs> the moment you mentioned that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I always think of like a, a little tabby or something. <laughs> and I'm like, poor little thing. No, I'm thinking I mean, like, who would ever do that? Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> so, in nature. Okay, good. That would make sense. All right, here's a, here's a phrase for you. Going postal. Where does it come from? Well, okay. So not to get all morbid or anything, but I do remember a while back, one of the very first big like mass shootings, wasn't it at a post office? That's it. Ding, okay. ding. That's exactly okay. where it comes from. Man, I remember when that went down. That was, what is was that in the 90s? Um, let's see if it has the date on this. It doesn't. Okay. But, I, but you're probably <laughs> right. Yeah. Late 90s, I remember yeah. that too. There was, a, there was a multiple um, yeah. uh, incidences from, where people were going back and attacking their, their employees. Yeah, from upset. Yeah. Okay, what about the um, expression riding shotgun? Not a clue. 
I know what it, I mean. Speculate. I know what it means is speculate. Oh, so well, I I would imagine because what do we all think riding shotgun means? What's sitting in the passenger next, side of the front seat? Yeah, right. That's exactly. Okay. It. So perhaps that was the person that would actually get the shotgun when they're out in the country doing crazy stuff like driving through country roads and. You're a thousand percent right. Get out of here. That's exactly what it is, man. No way. The expression goes back to the 1800s where your responsibility would have been to carry the shotgun and you would have had to stave off anybody that was trying to rob you as you were carrying goods and services to and from. No way. (laughs) Isn't that insane? Yes. Good for you, dude. Dude, Thank you. Okay, what what else is that? All right, here we go. Here's two more. Um, God bless you. After somebody sneezes. Okay. I've heard this. I don't know if it's true. Does this go back to the plague days where people sneeze? And a lot of times that was the beginning of actually getting the plague. Boom. Bro. You are two for two. Dude. Back to the Roman plague of 590. Wow. I thought it was the black plague, but okay. Good to know. Even older. And the moment you start sneezing a lot, people say, God bless bless you. you. Because the end is, yeah, it's inevitable. All right. What about getting on a soapbox? Not a clue. <laughs> Speculate. <laughs> well, then I would imagine probably way back in the day, what you do is if you like, um, it, like I'm sure on the street, you want to get a crowd of people around. You probably put a, a box down so you can stand up above and you can have your voice. Dude, heard you are nailing it. Oh my you are gosh. Three for three. Okay. Well, so it literally goes back to the 19th century where people would gather folks on the street corner and they would set up a series of soapboxes so they could be taller than the crowd and deliver what they needed to deliver. Wow. You didn't have a cell phone to text everybody then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Right? You're good at this yeah, game, man. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> well, it's so funny. When, when you say that, I always think about, so when I, when I was doing the TV thing, cause I'm short, I'm like five, eight. Right. So they'd always give me in scenes where you couldn't see my feet. Sometimes they give me an apple box. I'm sure. To stand on. I'm sure. Or to sit on Dude. because everyone else is taller than me. So it's a funny thing. I'm six foot three. And I can't <laughs> tell you every time I did a video shoot, they always had to put, it didn't matter yes. who it was. They always had to put that person on a box. Yes. Those little <laughs> apple crates. so bad for them. <laughs> Our production team carried apple crates, those little three or four inch apple crates for me to stand on. Oh, God bless them. good I for you, it. dude. Oh. Hey, I got a fun one for you. All right. The whole nine yards. Wow. I don't have any. Do you know where it comes from? I actually do. And so um, whole, I use it in a sentence. Um, yeah, dude, you got the whole nine yards out of that one, you know, okay. or it's always about getting like the, the entire thing. It's like um, if... If you were able to nine yards. Yeah. What is it? Where does it come from? So if the whole nine yards, I, I, it's either world war one or world war two. Um, they would actually load ammunition into the airplanes okay. and it was nine yards of ammunition. And so when the guys would go out and they'd be dogfighting, um, or they'd be doing like, they'd be strafing the ground and everything. If they were able to get all their, all their ammo out, you know, without jamming, they got the whole nine yards. Yeah. Dude, Isn't that wild? I love that. Yes. And so fun. You know, what's so fun is that I, I love just the variety of all this stuff. Cause it's like, <laughs> we can explore, we can go anywhere we want. This is, it's so much fun. The other day you yeah. were on Instagram and you put up this thing about, have you ever used an injury as an excuse to stop putting in the work? That was the question. And then you were nice enough to take off all your clothes except for your shorts <laughs> and show us your body. And uh, you go through a series of injuries that you've had along the way. So um, I may not hit all of these, but I'm going to ask you some questions about a couple of them. Okay. Sure. How did you tear your rotator cuff? 
Um, that was a long, that's a chronic injury that was been happening over a long period of time. So it's my left side. It's funny. The, the picture got all wonky. Um, it's my left rotator is torn. I actually, you, I cannot internally rotate my hand and lift my elbow of my, above my shoulder. Can't do it. I can do a lateral delt raise. I can externally rotate and I can raise, but I cannot internally rotate. And it's, it, the pain is so sharp there. So anyway, um, that one's just happened over a long period of time doing well, number one, all of my injuries, or at least most of them, come from a lack of flexibility and mobility. What could you and do? So, Is that a nod for yoga or getting yourself stretched out? Bingo. And, and let me tell you guys... And, and so there's a lot of reasons behind this post. And one of the reasons is to emphasize the importance of stretching. You know, a lot of people, they get in there and they try to build up their muscle, you know, and then they're always looking to develop or they'll focus on, you know, resistance training or cardio, but they lack flexibility. If you, if you, if you do not focus on your, your flexibility, it can lead to a lot of injuries in, in, in the future. So glad you said I, that. I can't, I cannot enforce it enough. Please use me as, as an example, as like a bad example of what you don't want to do. Granted, yeah, train, push yourself, but find it's everything in balance. So what about the hamstring? How do you tear that? That just sounds painful. Tore that one in a, I was, I was sprinting uh, in a parking lot in Ohio. Of all things. It's always running. Yeah. That's, you see a lot of hamstring tears. Yes. Yeah. And again, tight Even hamstrings. like runners get hamstring tears. Yeah. And let me tell you, that's, that's debilitating. That was a gnarly one. And it took me that my, my hand, I, I still to this day feel that ham, it's my right hamstring. Um, to this day, I'll still feel it. And that, that was, that was six years ago, seven years ago. Um, my God. Yeah. And I've been all banged up. That's for sure. How'd you tear your quadricep? So I did that one is, is my vastus lateralis, which is like, so the quads are full. Oh yeah, I know that one. <laughs> the quads are freaking guys showing off over here. <laughs> it's my vastus lateral. <laughs> quads are four different muscles, right? So we got the rectus femoris, vastus intermedialis, vastus medialis. And freaking vastus, show off. It's, it's the outside quad. So anyway, I was catching a squat clean without properly warming up. And sure enough, the, th- the sucker popped and it balled up. Really? It like ran up my leg. You can see it where it knotted up. And I was like, oh man. And of all things, I was supposed to fly to go bike the last, like in two weeks, I had to go bike the last leg of the Tour de France (laughs) of all things. How'd you get wrapped up into that? Well, that was part of the show, which is an amazing thing. But at the same time, it was, uh, yeah, that was a gnarly one. I ended up doing the ride, but I actually ended up kind of limping like base. I mean, it was, it was about a hundred mile, uh, maybe 90 mile ride. And, um, I got a, yeah. So, so basically I went and I got some PRP platelet rich prolotherapy mm-hmm. injections. Yep. I've heard to, about that. Just to try to get the healing done, but a couple of weeks is not enough. Maybe it's three weeks before the ride, but it was, it was okay enough to kind of, I, I did it, but I, I, it's something I would definitely give myself a lot more time to recover. And so the reason that I brought this up is because, you know, the post got my attention because we can all like, you know, get to some pains and some aches and we can kind of turn the volume down or even off and decide that we don't want to be about it anymore. But you're saying that intelligently there's a way around it. And that was the purpose of the post. It was, it's not look at me and you know, look how banged up I am because if anything, it's, I'd want people to look at me like, I don't want that to happen. But at the same time, what the, the reason for the post was to highlight the fact that anytime that you are 
that you're pushing yourself physically. And I, I can't stress it enough. I, I highly recommend we, we all need to push ourselves physically because that's the only way we grow, right? You push yourself mentally, you grow. You push yourself physically, you grow. This is the only way we get stronger. Mm. But when you start to really to push the parameters, injuries are inevitable. Even if you're going to be out just, you know, walking on a regular basis and then maybe even consider jogging and then you want to, you know, explore resistance training. So you're, there's going to be bumps and, and bruises and scrapes and strains and the occasional break. It's going to happen. This is just part of life and exploring your body physically. So if, as long as we have realistic ex- expectations that that can happen, then when something does happen, you don't work through the injury because it's only going to make it worse and your the quality of your life is going to go down, but we can work around the injury while the injury heals. But it's not a reason to stop. And I can't tell you how many amazing folks that I'm working with, you know, I'm working with, you know, Mary in Springfield, Missouri, and she, she rolls her ankle. And because she rolls her ankle, she's like, that's it. I got to stop. Well, no, you don't. You just can't use your lower body. You just can't use your body below your knee for now. Let's, let's give your ankle some time to repair and recover, but you can still eat healthy. You could still, you could still move your upper body. Why would you stop all this incredible progress that you're making on this transformation? But I can't tell you how many amazing folks that I work with. The moment there's an any slight injury, it's up. That's it. I got to stop altogether transformation is multifaceted. Mm -hmm. You could still do your mindfulness exercises. You could still do your breathing. You could still do your gratitude practice. You could still eat properly. You could still, I had a guy in season three, Bob, he blew out his ACL a week before the show started. Two weeks into the show, blew out the other ACL. Guy couldn't even walk. And he ended up losing like 200 pounds in a year because he focused on his nutrition. And then what, and he did what he could do upper body. He, he rode and he boxed. He literally sat on a bench and boxed and he did all of his lateral delt raises and bicep curls and tricep extensions. And the guy, he transformed, lost over 200 pounds That's in a year. An unbelievable story. And he couldn't walk. It's the perfect example of this. He didn't move through his injury. He didn't work through it. He worked around it right. and he was able to change his life. That's the moral of all of this. You're going to get injured. And, and a lot of people are like, well, I'm injured. It's a, Hey, it's okay. I've gotten injured too. I've gotten really injured. A lot of them. Yeah. But who, who doesn't get injured in life? It's yeah. going to happen. Sure. I, I, I'm just, I can't name a human that I know that hasn't sustained some sort of injury. Have you broken a bone? I broke a wrist doing a I've box never broken thing. a bone. That's the only thing wow, I've never had happen. Yeah. I've broken thumbs, toes, and wrists. That's really? It. <laughs> yeah. Of all things. I've How do you break toes? Um, Stubbing them? Jiu-jitsu. Shut the yeah. front door. Kicking something. No, I got my toe hooked in someone's gi. And, and sure enough, pop. <laughs> you know? That's gross. Right. Yeah. It happens. And when you break a toe, you, the only thing you do is just tape it to the other toe. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's Does it. Does it hurt to walk on it, though? Because you can't. Oh, yeah. yeah, you don't want to flex uh, it. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Ugh. I know. Ugh. Well, lucky you never broke a bone. But, I know. But you've torn stuff. Oh, yeah. I've had a, a grade three uh, epi- uh, separation on my AC joint here on my shoulder. There you go. So I like my right arm's two inches lower than my left arm. Wow. Which is a real pain in the ass with dress clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um, you know, and a host of uh, like a few other things. But yeah, by and large, I have not had... Uh, 
You know, I've been more blessed with things like shingles. <laughs> right. So I haven't broken my wrist, but I was given shingles. And I would um, freaking, I would, I think I would snap my wrist before I would get shingles again. Yeah, I think so. I don't want any, sure. any, any part of that. No. Um, all right, let's go. Let's have a little fun. We always love music on this uh, podcast. Every podcast, we feature some song that I'm going to try to get him to guess. And I believe you're going to crush this today. All right, all right. I don't know if you have one that you want to play for me. I but do. I'm going to see if you can get this one ready right here. Oh, I know this one. All right, go uh, ahead. I know this one. That's from your old stomping grounds, Minneapolis, Minnesota, the mm-hmm. one and only Prince, When Doves Cry. This is what it sounds like when doves cry. Yeah. <laughs> Can't hit the note, but... Oh, I love it. That's a good one. Oh, it's such a good one. That is really one of the greatest uh, songs ever. That guy is just so unbelievable. I was talking, I was in Minnesota um, two weeks ago. Well, I I guess it was last week for my grandfather's funeral, sadly. Yeah. And uh, we got to talking about um, uh, one of my cousins who works right next door to Paisley Park. And he talks about how still to this day... People from all over the world show up and they lay flowers and they come to see it. And, you know, dude. Okay. okay, My turn. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Now, this one is going to be. Oh, I hope that I didn't hear it. Okay. 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 Good. I sort of heard it, but I'm going to pretend I didn't. (laughs) Okay. Um, Here we go. Here we go. You got to pause it. Yeah. I feel like you've already been way too generous. I have been. Yeah. You're way more into 80s than I am. I know. I am. I am. Ready? So this is it. Who is this? Midnight Oil. (laughs) (laughs) Beds are burning. There, there you go. That's fantastic. Oh man, I'm sorry. I don't I, ever get that Hades stuff. I, I, I my that's my thing, man. That's my jam. Eighties is my jam. Can you do me a favor? And I want everybody watching us right now to do the same thing. Just in a mental, just make a mental checklist of the five most important people in your life really quick. Okay. Let's just go five most important people in your life. Now, normally for for, for, uh, folks, this is like family members, spouses, you know, moms, dads, these types of things. I always tell people if you have a really large family and you feel like you need to throw eight people on there, that's fine. In fact, if you want to make this a top 10 list, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you just, but I want you to come up and really spend a minute here thinking about the most important people in your life. Okay, just think about that. We'll give you a little bit of music here while you think about who's on your list. Be thoughtful about this because sometimes, you know, we, we write names down there, but maybe they're not the most important people in our lives. All right, so as you come up with this list, And you write down all of these names that are on the list. The question that I want to ask you is, did your own name make the list of the top five most important people in this world? So how in the world can we get you on the list? How can we get you to show up number one on the list of the most important people 
in the world. Because when you make that shift, everything else starts to work out. All right, that's a good exercise for people to get into, right? That was amazing. I wasn't on the list. I know. Until you said it. No. Dang, dude, I didn't make my own list the first time either. <clears throat> yeah. But then when I started to put myself on the list, the whole thing changed. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. The, the moment that your, your name goes on that list, the perspective changes, priorities change. And then, because when you're on that list... Only then can you show up as the best you for everyone else Bro, on the list. I say it to everybody all the time. Putting yourself first doesn't make you selfish. It's the only way we ever get the best version of you. Yeah. Good for you. I'm glad you're going to make the list. Yeah, likewise. No, this is great. Well, buddy, what else? <sighs> buddy, this is, this is fun. I needed that. Number seven in the books. We're back for Ocho next week, Chris. I was just about to say in the books. Were you? Yes. Come on, man. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Almost finishing each other's sentences. (laughs) Uh, Next week on the podcast, what are you looking forward to? Oh, man. I cannot wait. We are talking to one of the top cardiologists in the nation. And we're talking about relationship between weight loss and heart health. And, man, Mm. he is going to give us some amazing action items to put into play today which we we do this all the time but that's what this is about it's not like oh it's none of this general stuff it's like no this is what you can do today to start improving your life and in this next episode chris breaks down and cries and it's one of the sweetest moments ever i know you cry a lot so it's not like a big thing but it is a very 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 sweet moment and what you have to say about your father is going to make everybody else cry too wow he's he's a good man and and i know you shared that same moment with me it was um yeah. It was good. I, gosh, even just going back there right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. See everybody next week. Friday needed that. Hey, real quick, we just want to let everybody know that you are not alone. Both of us have had our battles with our own mental health. I'm an anxious person, highly anxious. Yeah. And I don't live in the past much at all, but it's always worried about the future. Mm. Always, if this happens, then that could happen, then that could happen, then that could happen, and oh my gosh, everything's going to fall apart. Because here's the thing, friends. If something is bothering you and you know it's time to deal with it, talking to a pro is so incredibly helpful. It's one of the reasons we are so proud to have this podcast sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. To get started, you simply answer a couple of questions about your needs and preferences in therapy, and you can schedule these sessions when it's convenient for you, and you can always switch to a new therapist if you don't find the fit right away. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you would expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash I needed that. That's betterhelp.com slash I needed that. You'll also find this link in the show notes of today's episode.